I'm so glad you could join me for 5 by 5 5 by 5 is a five-minute, five-thought podcast where I share moments of clarity in being human. There are tiny moments all around us every single day where humans and life collide. These are those moments. Every week, I will share with you five thoughts in five minutes on the things that have made me reflect on being human. Here's my top five for this week. Moment one, is it the answer you're after or the right question? This week, I've been reminded of the power of not seeking the answer, but in finding the right question. When we look and search for an answer, so many possibilities present themselves. But when we find the right question, however, the answer we gain is actually crisp clarity. The right question asked in the right way points us in the exact direction we need to go looking. Being curious allows us to open up to the fact that we may not know the answer, we may not have heard it all before, and we may need a new perspective. If we can be curious and open and a seeker instead of a responder, a lot of things can change. And all it takes is one great question. Moment two, inconvenience is such an inconvenience. Isn't it though? Interruptions to plans, annoyances, delays, unexpected pitfalls, unpredictable hiccups, they're all so inconvenient, aren't they? As humans, we love to fill our days with sameness, sureness and certainty. Our bodies can relax, our minds can drift, and so we can feel comfortable in our comfort. And recently, I've been digging deep into adding to my understandings of how people learn, the patterns we pick up, and how we can break them. But most of all, just how outcome-driven we've become. Outcomes are great, and we love them when they go to plan, but we don't necessarily like them when inconvenience or minor failings means that it begins to get harder requires us to dig deeper, or when it interrupts the patterns and routines that we've built up over time that don't require much cognitive ignition. Here's what I've come to know though. Inconvenience is a disruptor to routine patterns and problems, and it often causes us to stretch and reach towards problem solving in ways that we haven't done in the past. A moment of inconvenience offers opportunities for new thinking to emerge and old thinking to come to the surface. And if we can hold enough self-awareness, we can capture this and harness the power into alternative understandings of where we're at and how we're operating. Next time something interrupts your patterns, I wonder if you'll be able to see the opportunity that it's offering. Moment three, leadership. When will someone do something? I heard Kate O'Brien say this week that the leader is not the one with the title, the badge, the status or the label. The leader is the one who sees where the canoe will land if nobody does anything, and they pick up the oar and start paddling. Whether it's in a relationship, your own life, or a crisis, anyone can become the leader. Anyone can begin to take action. Jordan Peterson, in his chapter on comparing yourself to you were yesterday, also expands on this. He writes, you might ask yourself, what could I say to someone else, my friend, my brother, my boss, my assistant, that would set things a bit more right between us tomorrow? What bit of chaos might I eradicate at home, at my desk, in my kitchen tonight, so that the stage could be set for a better play? 500 small decisions, 500 tiny actions compose your day. Could you aim for one or two of these to be a better result? The someone to pick up the oar is you, my friend. 
Which one small thing in your life do you need to become the leader in? Moment four, overwhelm and action. Have you heard of the Irish saying, a man never ploughed a field by turning it over in his head? So true, isn't it? It's exactly the same for worry and doubt and overwhelm. We invite them to come in and roll around in our minds. It can all stop, though, when we begin to take action. Any action. Doing three minutes of it will squash the thoughts because you've redirected your brain in its focus and its task. Nothing changes if nothing changes. If we sit and churn it all over in our minds, but we don't get busy in shifting the thing, starting the thing, finishing the thing, we will stay on the sidelines wondering why it won't go away and leave us alone. It's time, my friends, get busy, make the phone call, begin, stop, pack it up, move it, whatever it is, start doing it and developing it past it just being a thought. Moment five, Margaret Atwood. What am I living for and what am I dying for are the same question. I heard this spoken this week and I was like, whoa, it's so true. What I give my time away to, what I spend my days doing and my energy on, where I focus and place importance, is what I'm living for and dying for. What I'm thinking about myself and others, how I'm approaching tasks and duties and responsibilities, it's all the same. What is making up my life is also making up my time. And what I stand for and accept, what I stand by and believe, it's all the same. It's what propels me and it's what I'll be reflecting on when my time is up. And so if we go back to moment one and think about the perfect question being the thing we need to look for, I guess the question here is, at the end, what is it that you want to say you lived for? Thanks for listening to 5 by 5. Reach out and let me know about the thoughts, feelings and knowings that this has brought you. You can reach me on Facebook at Erin Minogue Author or on Instagram at Erin Minogue Soul Awakener. If you connect with me by signing up to my weekly newsletter, I will send you my free resource on the thought leaders, TED Talks and videos that changed my life.